Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD coaches and corporate America. Let's team up. And with us in our virtual studio tonight is uh, Dr. Tamara Rozier. Uh, before we get into the show real quickly, I'd like to thank Lori Dupar for inviting me to be a guest speaker at this year's 2018 Succeed with ADHD Telesummit that is taking place as we speak. It started... Um, on the uh, 23rd of July, um, and it's in process. Um, I'll be speaking about ADHD working memory and uh, overcoming project procrastination, which I believe will air tomorrow. Uh, there will be a host of other expert guests, um, many of which we've interviewed on Attention Talk Radio, so I can vouch for the quality of the content. Uh, to learn more, uh, register for the event um, and go um, well, go register right now to listen to what's left, and you can also uh, get access to prior recordings that you've missed. The uh, website is succeedwithadhdtelesummit.com forward slash ATR. Um, our show tonight is being brought to you by Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Uh, we're offering you two free copies of Attention Magazine. Uh, to receive them, all you have to do is listen uh, to our show and listen for the secret word and send that word to us by email with either the date of the show or the title of the show. And uh, we'll forward you um, uh, current PDF copies of Attention Magazine. All you have to do is uh, email me at attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Okay, again, tonight's show is being brought to you by Chad. We have a quick tip that we're going to play, and we'll get into things. So here we go. It's not uncommon for someone with ADHD to struggle with anxiety, which could lead to stress and other health issues. Understanding how anxiety and ADHD may coexist is step one. Both can be managed with the right diagnosis and treatment, so be sure to talk with your doctor. To learn more about anxiety and ADHD, visit Chad's website at helpforadhd.org. Thanks again, Chad, for uh, your continued support. Uh, for those that are not familiar with Chad, they're the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. It's important. We really encourage everyone to become members uh, they've got a lot of great member benefits, magazine discounts at uh, conferences, uh, Ask the Expert forums, blogs, et cetera. But the real reason is um, they're the ones that help speak with one voice on Capitol Hill um, and other regulatory agencies. In other words, they advocate on your behalf. So a strong Chad is a strong ADHD community. You can learn more uh, by going to their website at chadd.org. Again, that's chadd.org. Okay, so tonight's show is, uh, it was inspired by my experience years ago um, selling group health insurance, uh, watching uh, time unfold and the acknowledgement that smoking costs money uh, for healthcare companies, and, but nobody really knew what to do about it. But as time unfolded, more data became uh, clear, and uh, there's different there's smoker rates for uh, life insurance, health insurance, et cetera, making some adjustments for that. So once, once, once they could identify dollars associated with the, with the cost, people began to do something. And um, we really got that data now in the early stages in the world of ADHD. So uh, we had an interview that uh, I 
pre-recorded with uh, the head of the ADHD Coaches Organization, uh, really kind of talking about ADHD as an intervention and how this can really help those with, uh, well, number one, we need to get the word out because it can help uh, companies uh, kind of begin to get involved uh, and help those with ADHD because they can actually make a return on their investment. So we're going to roll with the uh, tape. We hope you enjoy the interview. Dr. Tamara Rozier is the president of the ADHD Coaches Organization. She's been a college administrator, a professor, a leadership consultant, a public speaker, and a high school teacher. She received her, excuse me, she received her PhD in teaching, learning, and leadership from Western Michigan University. Her expertise, attentiveness, sense of humor, and practical approach help her clients to make positive changes in their lives. She works with her clients to identify their ADHD thinking traps and create meaningful changes in their lives. She has an ability to understand the issue within the organization, align people and processes, and help them meet their strategic goals. She facilitates meaningful discussions among teams that improve communication and working relationships and provide meaningful feedback that helps uh, leaders and teams reach their full potential. Uh, you can learn more about her at a website at acornleadership.com. That's spelled A-C-O-R-N, leadership.com. And with that, Tamara, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, it's, a, it's an honor. You know, Tim, we've been, Tension Talk Radio has been going kind of full force now for eight years, and, and it's been an honor to be a facilitate to, to have such a long-running podcast slash radio show and advocate uh, for the coaching industry and actually interview some of the foremost experts in the world using a coach's voice. And it's been fascinating um, to watch the ADHD coaching paradigm kind of grow from 2007 when I started to now. And actually, I remember back in the early days of some of the interviews in like 2010, 2011, having conversations with Dr. Russell Barkley in the early stages who acknowledged coaches but really wasn't on board. And now um, hearing him saying, you know, it's one of the up-and-coming promising interventions. And then watching the ADHD Coaches Organization kind of grow, and then the marriage of the upcoming um, International Conference on ADHD to include uh, Chad, uh, Ada, and ACO at that table really kind of comes together that it's a, it's a rising and, a, and a, a promising intervention and, with the, and getting the respect it deserves, I might add. And uh, you as the organizational leader got to be really, really feeling kind of good about where we are in the birth of an industry um, you just want to talk a little bit about ACO and what its role is in um, in the coaching industry, in the ADHD coaching industry? Fantastic, yeah. Uh, ACO, uh, ADHD Coaches Organization, uh, is a professional organization. We really have three goals. Uh, the first goal is to work on the professionalism of our um, field. Uh, ADHD coaching is a new field. Uh, many people don't understand what it is yet, and uh, many people are have unclear boundaries. And so something that we do for the profession is we help clarify those boundaries. Uh, the next thing we do is we support coaches, and we support our coaches with a lot of membership services. Uh, and one of those that we'll talk about later is our Get Listed. Uh, when coaches are on our get listed, it means they have qualified uh, and demonstrated high levels of coaching ability, and we recommend those coaches to our public. And the last thing that we do 
is we help educate the public about what ADHD coaching is and help connect uh, the public to those coaches. And, and, and I, first of all, I want to back up. On your coaches list, uh, those people, there's requirements, there's educational requirements and experience requirements in order to get on that list. And so that, there's, the, it, that list is actually put together by people not only who have that, but they're, they're demonstrating the commitment and professionalism to this, uh, this industry, uh, which ACO is really trying to promote so the consumer out there has a place to go to determine good from bad and, and, and really find what, what's true and honest good coaching. Uh, am I misrepresenting that, Tamara? Is that accurate? No, that's that's uh, accurate. Now, just to be clear, there are good coaches out there that may not be on the list, but when they're on the list, they have demonstrated yep. a coaching proficiency and specific training in the ADHD realm. Well, thank you, thank you for for making that statement because that's I, I, that's really important. So the third part is education to the public, which is what today is really about. And today I wanted to have you on because I wanted to start a public conversation about the ADHD coaching industry. And I wanted to share – Cameron and I, we go kind of way back a little bit, and she knows that I'm, I, I tend to like to be a strategic thinker, and I like to pay attention to what people pay attention to, which is what this show's about. And I, I wanted to share that back in the 80s, I got out of college, and I got my first job with the Aetna. A life insurance company, and at the time I sold pensions and group insurance. Group insurance mean group health insurance. And we'd call on agents, brokers, and consultants to provide like health insurance to like Home Shopping Network or just major corporations. And a lot of them were insured, but a lot of them were self-funded. And back in those days, we knew that smoking, people that smoked, we knew that there was a cost associated to smoking. Um, but we didn't have factual numbers on it. And the insurance companies um, – were reluctant to provide discounts or to do anything for people that didn't smoke or, or, or make that distinction. And the same was true for self-funded employers. And a self-funded employer is basically somebody who hires a company like Aetna to pay the claims, but they're writing checks out of the employer account. And there was this void. We knew something was going on. But as time went on, we began to get statistical research that was in that began to document, at first it was somewhat vague, the cost of smoking. Uh, both in healthcare costs and disability costs, et cetera. And as it has evolved since then, there's uh, smoking rates are very much a part of disability policies and life insurance policies and health insurance contribution rates or smoker sensation programs. And employers now are actually spending a fair amount of money on these types of programs because they're realizing there's a rate of return. There's a payback. They make that investment. It actually kind of helps their bottom line. And today we've got research out there um, Today, that suggests that ADHD is costing the U.S. economy between 143 to 266 billion dollars. Now, what's excluded from that number is the cost of substance abuse, and we know there's a high correlation between ADHD and addictive behavior, and that is a pretty wide range of number. But, you know, Tamara, the thing that stands out the most to me is of those numbers, the the vast majority of it isn't in kids; it's in adult productivity. Which is was that a surprise to you when you heard about that, or is that something you expected? It's not a surprise, uh, but that's because my practice. I work with a lot of adults who are trying to figure out how to master the modern world uh, mm-hmm. with a lack of executive function. So it wasn't really surprising uh, when I work with organizations. Uh, the greatest amount of turnover I see is with. Uh, client or their workers 
who have ADHD interest to do things that are incongruent with their um, abilities. They're asking to be incongruent. So people, in one sense, they're kind of working against the ADD as opposed to with the ADD, and that's got to create a cost in the in the work environment. Is that my? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, here's an example. Uh, I work. I see many uh, doctors in my practice, and these are incredible um, people. Incredibly smart. Uh, they have no problems passing boards because they're just that intellectually gifted. And yet, the hardest part of their day is what? At the end, when they have to do all their charting. Why do they yes. have to do their charting? So that people can get paid. And yes. Yet, that is where I have to work with these brilliant individuals. And so some of the doctors with whom I've worked are at risk of actually losing their job. And why are they at risk of losing their job? It's because of a mundane task. And I want to be clear, it's not because they're unwilling to do it they're not good at it and not given support. And so when we, when we make the process a little bit more ADHD-friendly, and that's part of an ADHD coach's job, uh, is to help the individual figure that out, uh, then the individual can go back and renegotiate some, hey, here's how I can accomplish my charting, and then they can be successful. But notice it was the mundane task holding the person back. Uh, the Absolutely. same goes, I work with many accountants, believe it or not. I work with accountants who have ADHD. And accountants, if you think about it, are highly structured people. And again, I work with some brilliant people, and they're incredibly good, especially uh, at forensic accounting and uh, nuanced areas of accounting. And yes, you know what's tripping them up? Getting to work on time. This is the pattern I see. Bright people gifted people who are stumbling on the mundane task of life. And let's just say the cost of training and turnover is quite high when you're in the organization. So I try to convince organizations to work with the individual because it will save them time and money in the long run. What you've just described, I'm actually working with a physician right now, working on the exact same things that you're talking about. And some of those things are difficult to quantify, um, Specifically, but I do want to run through some numbers to illuminate just some just some general ideas. Is uh, the research is suggesting that there's 40 billion dollars lost in um, lost productivity, 35 billion dollars more in healthcare costs, 42 billion dollars um, on criminal criminal activity. 85 um, percent of adults that are undiagnosed with ADHD are really struggling at work. They lose roughly, it's estimated, 22 days of productivity a year. They're 60% more likely um, to lose their jobs. As you begin to listen to these numbers, it becomes fascinating. Um, they're 58% more likely to use illegal drugs, 78% more likely to be addicted to tobacco. Again, that translates to health care costs, 47 more percent more um, than one speeding ticket. They're kind of twice as likely to get divorced. Again, Lots of costs associated. These are hard costs that, we're, that are pulled from the research study. And, Tamara, from a productivity perspective, I think that you shared a lot in what you've just described. And as coaches, what we can do a lot is helping them uh, manage their ADHD to avert a lot of these costs. Go Jeff, ahead. Can I just add something quickly? Yep. Uh, many times companies, and I, I really want to underscore this, confuse willingness with capacity. This is where ADHD coaches can come in and help clarify. Is it a lack of willingness to do this where it hasn't, has capacity not been built yet? 
And I think that's, that's the sweet spot. I'm really glad that you made that distinction because it, it is, you're right. It, it's, it's a good argument, a good, how do you say, disconnect you're saying. And what we can do or what we, what we do is we help them kind of move forward in that, in that area. And specifically, we are doing a lot of helping them work with their executive functioning and their self-regulation, which is translating into planning, organizing, sequence, productivity over a period of time. And the importance is we're actually working on a day-to-day basis to help those people move forward in new and different ways, which is kind of what we had, had, had been kind of talking about. I want to go to a break. And we come back, I want to talk about just a few other issues with regard to that and then talk about the dilemma that most employers face um, right now and actually trying to do something about that. Um, before we go to break, everyone, our secret word today is coach. The secret word is coach. And to learn more about Tamara, go to her website at acornleadership.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and Executive Function Challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Get it right with Omega Bright, the premier natural advanced omega-3 formula for improved attention and focus. Omega Bright was formulated by Dr. Carol Locke while on faculty at Harvard Medical School and was the first high-concentrate omega-3 on the market. Omega Bright is recommended by New York Times bestseller and leading ADHD authority, Dr. Ned Hollowell, who takes Omega Bright and recommends Omega Bright to all his patients. Order Omega Bright today. Visit omegabright.com or call one 800 699-6525. Enter code ATTENTION on checkout for the chance to win a month's supply of Omega Bright. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. Do you have something those with ADHD need? Advertise on Attention Talk Radio. We are a narrowcast, internet-based radio show targeting those with or impacted by ADHD. To learn more about advertising opportunities, email attention at attentiontalkradio.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. We're here with Dr. Um, Tamara Rozier, uh, having a great conversation. Um, she is the head of the ADHD Coaches Organization, kind of the figurehead leader of our industry, and uh, really wanted to have an honest discussion about teaming up with corporate America. Uh, before the break, I was talking about uh, uh, what I, a paradigm that I witnessed um, when I was in selling group health insurance, that of smoking, and, and suggesting that there's a mirror here, and that is ADHD is really kind of 
following in the footsteps, and we're starting to get data in that's starting to put numbers um, of that ADHD is costing corporate America and productivity, and um, it's, it's clear that the majority of it is on adults, not necessarily on kids, where most people might think, and that we're having conversation about these kind of costs. And I really want to begin to talk about the, the ADHD coach paradigm and and really kind of what it brings to the table. But before we do that, I want to talk about the existing paradigm. And that is, you know, Tamara, when an employer has got just trying to deal with um, ADHD in the workplace, one of the biggest problems is it's protected by HIPAA. It's a diagnosable medical condition, which really makes it difficult for any corporation to really address, which I, to me, that's one of the biggest obstacles. Thoughts? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, it's like it's putting so, a handcuff on them because they can't it's, – it's very difficult. They can, they can do education and training on it, but they can't – like I said, it's just – it makes it very limited on what they're, what they're able to do. Right. Uh, so the problem here is there's a great stigma about ADHD. Uh, I was just reading uh, an opinion piece about why more uh, people in the movies and TV won't come out as ADHD. And the writer's conclusion was, well, there's a stigma attached to it that they won't get parts because people will see them as stupid. And I think that's a very important point. No one wants to be identified as ADHD because the part of our brain that doesn't work as well is how many people judge intelligence. And so forgetfulness, something that ADHD folks suffer with, uh, is often misidentified as, well, you're just not smart enough to do this. And Mm -hmm. so there's this stigma, and and so it creates this don't ask, don't tell policy within companies. And I work with many companies and explain that that's actually damaging the culture of the company. That if you have to have an employee or, or employee go undercover with what they're struggling with um, for, for a medical reason, that's a problem with your culture. And so when I talk with organizations, I usually start with, what do you want from your culture? What kind of culture do you want? Do you want a learning culture, or do you want a culture that will punish people? It's fascinating. I never really heard it put that way, but you have an exceptionally good point um, in the approach with them. I do want to reference some interviews we did. I did a an interview with Dr. Thomas Brown some time ago. Uh, at the time he was at Yale, he did a lot of work with people with ADHD with high IQs. And it was fascinating in that interview, um, as he described, uh, intelligence and ADHD, they're independent. There's, if there's 2% of the population are Mensa in general, 2% of the ADHD population are Mensa as well. So it's, it has nothing really to kind of do with intelligence. Absolutely. But, but the key really is is that stigma and the judgment that many people make as a result of, of the ignorance that they have. So you've got HIPAA, you've got the stigma that's associated with it, and um, the mental health paradigm and the stigma association makes people very reluctant to go and seek help. Hence, 85% of the adult population with ADHD is undiagnosed because they're reluctant to go get the label, which creates a real problem for the employers really to do anything about it. And so it's fascinating to me because uh, I was speaking to a person at AAA one time uh, in HR, and they said, we hire on resume and we fire on performance, which 
kind of goes back to what we were talking, you were talking about earlier with the, with the physicians and lawyers that we're doing is that the resume really looks good, but they do really well in some of it, but they might not perform in another place. And so they let go without addressing the performance side because many people with ADHD are capable, especially with some coaching. And so number one, there's a turnover problem. Um, there's a weed hire problem that's associated with it. So it's this, this higher on resume, fire on performance, um, diagnosable medical condition that stigmatized kind of produces those costs and the need to change that culture would be helpful. And the other thing that I, I add on the, the challenge at corporate America is how um, uh, the society and particularly the press demonizes ADHD medications in the media. If you'll notice all the stories are about one individual, they talk about it. They put a face on it. John Doe OD on uh, Ritalin or, or Adderall. Well, Maybe they did, but some of those, it's questionable if they had ADHD, but like anything else, a, a drug that's abused is a drug that's abused, but they never talk about the improvement and help it does for everybody else. And so really, I, the point really here is I want to lay the foundation is corporate America, particularly the HR department, is really hampered in their ability to do anything about this because of the foundation that we've really just laid. With that being said, anything else well, from your perspective yeah, that I, hampers that? It's hampered. But it's not impossible because the, the truth is retaining employees saves the company money. Yes. And so getting the employee who is already capable at the bigger part of their job. So, for example, a doctor is a good doctor. Um, putting someone on warning or you know, threatening to fire because that person is not doing the charting is going to cost the hospital or the practice a lot more money. And so it's actually cheaper for the organization to build the capacity of that person in the executive function area. I couldn't agree with you more. This is not an impossible task, but it's going to take us reframing how we see it and reframing how we protect our culture and how we engage our employees. I'm so glad that you said that because when we come back, we've got a great reframe. Everyone, tonight's secret word is coach. Again, the secret word is coach. And to learn more about Tamara, go to her website at acornleadership.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. The Attention Talk Network has over 450 interviews and more than 210 hours of programming, which is overwhelming if you think about it. That's why I've made my list top 10 favorite Attention Talk radio interviews. 
Download the list at www.digcoaching.com forward slash ATR. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Dr. Tim Rozier having a great conversation, or actually starting a public conversation on uh, teaming up with kind of corporate America to help uh, corporate America's bottom line and help uh, or benefit those with ADHD. Uh, last segment, we were talking about the dilemma that, uh, that corporate America really has, uh, the stigma, uh, diagnosing medical condition, among some other things. And, you know, Tamara, the thing about the coaching paradigm that's fascinating to me, that there's a few characteristics I'd like to identify. And number one is when I talk to people uh, about what ADHD coaching is, as I say, I'm, I'm a coach, just like a coach. And I'll, I, as I turn to them, we're not about fixing people. We're about helping them achieve what they're capable of. And I then I go and mention, I said, you know, can you name a professional athlete that doesn't have a coach? And it's funny because I've had some people, there was a period of time that Tiger Wood was in transition and he didn't technically have a swing coach at that point in time. But, and they were, they were citing that, but for the most part, nobody's been able to answer the question. And I say, it's a, it's a different like, thought process. So you have the whole mentality of coaching um, to begin with is number one. Number two is Coaching um, can be done, I, I do it very effectively, I find, over the telephone. So it can be done in a way that's somewhat anonymous, that makes it very attractive uh, for some of the people out there that are concerned about stigma. And the other thing, too, is ADHD coaching, you can say you're an ADHD coach, but really, I, I'm somebody, you can get rid of the diagnosis. I'm about helping, I coach people with procrastination and time management and making decisions uh, more of the symptomatic type thing. So in corporate America, to make coaches available, particularly ADHD coaches, and just market to the symptoms, not even say that they're an ADHD coach. So you have, you have the coach-like mentality. You have the ability, the anonymity of this, so people can go seek help almost on an anonymous basis without other people know. And um, – and marketing to the symptoms and not necessarily diagnosis, now that's a tool that corporate America can begin to use by just educating their population that this intervention, if you will, that that's what the researchers say, is actually available. You haven't, you haven't spent any money per se. You're just communicating that this is an alternative out there, which really starts to reframe stuff um, moves us in, in that direction, and ADHD coaching is really a resource that, again, this is really about uh, starting a public conversation. So with that being said, I want to kind of throw those things out there because that's what's unique about this, and I want to give you a moment to comment and add to that if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, in fact, many times as I work with organizations, uh, I start to work with uh, a, an employee who is problematic. And as I work with the person, uh, I realize that they're having difficulty with an executive function. They're diligent, they're hardworking, and so instead of diagnosing them as, with ADHD, because that's simply something that I am not qualified to do, I still I start coaching, not the diagnosis or lack thereof, I start coaching the symptoms. And Jeff, that's what you were talking about, and that's a way that I think organizations can start to adopt a different way of understanding their employees. Uh, so when we start to see employees as, oh, you need help in, and maybe it's, uh, you know, something unrelated, you know, go learn this, this new computer program. Great, we'll send you there. And so, so organizations are already doing this type of thing for their employees. So, oh, your sales reports are always late. Hey, we have a coach who can help you with this. 
I want to make a distinction here because because you said adopt a different way of understanding, and a lot of this is kind of what we're talking about. But I also want to kind of go to that because a lot of employers will go provide training. Um, I did yeah. an interview a couple months ago with Dr. Russell Barkley uh, that we've interviewed a couple times, and specifically we were talking about working memory and the fact that those with ADHD are more challenged with working memory. And there's an attention exercise that I do often where I uh, give somebody five words and I ask them to repeat them back to me in alphabetical order, and about half the time people with ADHD forget a word or they get the order wrong. It, it right. doesn't really matter if they got it right or wrong, but I go back and I, I explain to them, did you notice how you didn't learn anything new, uh, but you had to take a list, if you will, and reform that list without forgetting the list and repeat it back to me. They go, yeah. I go, well, that's actually working memory. And since it's taxed, um, understanding that you have ADHD and you have a more challenged working memory, and then you relate that to a, a, an environment where you're at work, and if you're reading something on a screen and you've got to compare it to something else where you've got to go toggle to another uh, uh, browser or another program right. and then scroll to somewhere and take a look at it. What you're doing is, is you have the original thing that you're remembering that you're trying not to forget, but you're executing the instructions without forgetting the original thing to find the new thing and then begin to compare and contrast those two. So you can train people on this, but if they're not cognitively aware that their working memory is actually what's being taxed, you can train them all day long, but they can't advocate for themselves to do something different because they don't understand the challenge isn't that they're not understanding the training. The challenge is, is the working memories tax, and maybe they should print it off in order to put them on a table so they don't have to do that scrolling back and forth. That, to me, is a fundamental difference between coaching and some of the training type stuff is we're helping them understand to a degree how their brain works so that they then know kind of what works or they can adapt the situation to work for them, kind of loosely related to what we talked about in the first segment about physicians. That's what makes this a little bit different. But the idea of this program is to adapt and understand that these, these resources are available. They are unique for this particular crowd. Now, Let the, me clarify, Jeff. What yes. My point here is organizations already have the mentality of, hey, you're missing something. Let me send you out for training to rebuild whatever you need. And even though ADHD coaching is not training, what it does, ADHD coaching does, is it teaches people ways of hacking their own brain. And so when we can explain this to companies saying, well, and you and I are coaches, and so we don't say that we train, but a language we can use for companies is say, you already send people out to learn. This is just another opportunity to learn and to train a brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so in totality, what I really wanted to do with this, this, this show today was like start a public conversation to say, listen, we actually have data now, albeit it's a big difference between 144 and $266 billion, but it is a B and it is a big number. Um, 15 million Americans are impacted by ADHD. The bottom line is that's a lot of money that corporations can save. And the second segment we're talking about, they're hampered really doing that because of the nature. It's a condition. It's diagnosed with the stigma. But the coaching paradigm brings a lot of new stuff to the table. And if you have already adopted the, hey, we're going to send you for training and help, you've got that mindset. There's just a new, new tool, a new thing that's out there, that being the ADAC coaching industry, that not everybody is really aware of. I remember Tamara back um, – even like seven years ago, we would go to like the Chad conference at the time and everybody was loosely aware of coaches, but 
I mean, they were there and they liked them because we were paying to go there, but we weren't really kind of acknowledged. We're now, we've got to set at the table. We're part of the conference and there are more coaches that are presenting and more mental health professionals are sitting in and getting this education. And really the idea is just to get the word out that this is something that's promising because it's very, very viable. And it really makes a lot of sense. And I think it can make a lot of sense for corporate America in terms of dollar savings. And the word just really yeah. needs to get out, which is what ACO is really all about. Let's- Let's add here, too, that coaching is not counseling. You're not sending your employees out for counseling. You're sending them out to get new skills. You're sending them out to understand their brain and to learn how to apply these things. And so as coaches, we don't do anything to or for our clients. They're doing the work, and so we're walking with them on this journey. So it's it's counseling. We're not solving you know, why someone was mad at their mom in their childhood, we're actually working on issues that are, that are coming up in the individual's life at work. So it's a very, very focused uh, type of conversation that we have with our clients. I'm really grateful that you pointed that out because I think I think you really made a really, really good point because that's exactly what we're doing. This isn't therapy. It's about helping them uh, move forward in a productive way, which helps the bottom line of corporate America. Any, anything else? We need to kind of close this thing out. Any other points that we should make um, to, to end the launch of the discussion? <laughs> uh, you know, this isn't exciting, and I'm so grateful that you're opening up this conversation. Uh, I'm hoping that people who listen to this start to share this information with organizations. And even if there's an ADHD coach or an ADHD person that – that you're not going to hide from the fact of, hey, if I mention this, people are going to know I have ADHD. Uh, Look, many of us are hardworking. Many of us want to succeed. And and we happen to have ADHD along the way. So I want to encourage the listener to take action on what they're hearing today and to be part of this conversation. Talk to your employers. Talk to other people. Get the word out. That's really this. Is, we're, we're trying to start an international conversation about this is an intervention, and uh, I think really, camera for people to really learn more. Um, and we'll probably go back and edit this a little bit. But the the place to go really is the ADHD Coaches um, organization, and the website is ADHDCoaches. That's plural. dot org. And there's all kinds of information about the organization. There's even a Find a Coach page that um, has people that are listed for people can go find the professionals that we had kind of talked about. And, again, at the beginning of the show, we talked about, you know, helping people educate and understand what's kind of going on, provide a way for get some coaches and really get the word out there. And so that's really a good place to start to get an education and begin to share. Absolutely. All right. So we've, we've pulled it together. We've launched the conversation. Is it official? I think it is. Let's consider All right. it launched. All right. So, Tamara, I can't, uh, can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the show. For our listeners, learn more about her is acornleadership.com. Again, ADHD Coaches Organization is adhdcoaches.org. And with that, thank you so much, Tamara, for coming on the show. Hey, thanks, Jeff, for, your, for doing this. We always love to. Everybody, we hope you've enjoyed this. Go talk it out into the world. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.